fresh face appears to surge in the polls. A Kremlin official receives a rare reprimand. Nominally liberal opposition candidates take some controversial stands. Russia elect Russia's election is not really an election, but it sure is playing one on TV. Hello from our broadcast headquarters in Prague, and welcome to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at stories we expect to make news this week. My name is Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical Podcast here at RFERL, and joining me in the studio is RFERL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Brian. Hope you had a good weekend. So, over the past couple weeks, the following things have happened. Russian media have begun attacking communist candidate Pavel Grudinin, whose poll numbers have been rising. Electoral Commission Chief Ella Pamphilov has reprimanded Kremlin Chief of Staff Dmitry Peskov for statements that could be construed as illegally campaigning for Putin. Grigory Yavlinsky has called for the renunciation of the annexation of Crimea, and Ksenia Sobchak has called for the legalization of marijuana. As I argued on the Daily Vertical this morning, Steve, it appears the Kremlin has the reality show it calls an election geared up and ready to go. What is what does what we've seen in the past couple of weeks, all this pakazuka, or it appears to me to be pakazuka, um, what does this pretend for the kind of campaign we're going to see going forward? Well, I think, I mean, I think it's going to be, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that, that all these things that, that you mentioned are, you know, part of our specific sort of steps in a Kremlin plan. I would not, and I would not argue that either. I wouldn't argue that the Kremlin told Yavlinsky to do that and told Subcheck to do that. But they set the wheels in motion and things are kind of proceeding according to plan, I think. Right. I mean, it, it, it just looks like these are the kinds of things, you know, there, there are several things that that the, the Kremlin is going to be able to point to and say look uh, this this is you know this is a free and fair election competitive um, you know as you say you got well look uh, the, the Putin's own spokesman was taken to task for uh, right you know for for saying what and this Grudinin guys rising he was in the, the polls absolute, you know, <laughs> I mean with Grudinin you know it, it's hard for me to 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 sort of judge you know to what degree he's kind of independent and 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 uh, real um, but I, I you know I think I think, at least for now, the Kremlin is probably, you know, pleased that there's someone who is attracting attention. I mean, he's gotten, you know, there are a lot of reports about him in the Western press and mm -hmm. the Russian press, uh, and someone who who makes it seem, uh, you know, like a like a more competitive election. And then you have these other other um, candidates. I mean, Sobchak is is generating a lot of interest. And you know several other candidates, Yavlinsky, a perennial candidate, and and Zhirinovsky also. So uh, you know, I think I think essentially things probably are going, uh, if not according to a set plan, then at least in a way that the Kremlin is is, is not upset about. Yeah, the Grutinin phenomenon is interesting because I think there's a couple of things at work there. There's been kind of calls for change within the Communist Party for a while and to have a fresh face. Zuganov was becoming a caricature of himself and it was getting kind of ridiculous. And the, by the same, so you do have kind of internal dynamics going on within the Communist Party. At the same time, you have the Kremlin very happy to have this, this, this fresh face who, by the way, is a former United Russia member, you yeah, know, that's... generating excitement um, and, and the, you know, who runs a major agro business. I mean, it. it and, but then now you have this campaign against him in the Russian media as as pro Kremlin pollsters are you know reporting his rise in the poll. The Yavlinsky and Subcheck things. It almost appears to me, and I do very much want to give both of them more credit than this. But I mean, I'm, these kind of look like caricatures of liberal positions. I mean, you look at Yavlinsky's problem. Yeah, that you know what's what's not to agree with there. 
Well, you know, renounce the aggressive stand towards Russia's neighbors, you know, renounce the re- annexation of Crimea and the aggressive war in Ukraine. But these things are it's almost like the Kremlin can caricature him as somebody that's completely out of touch with Russian Russian public opinion. Subcheck calling for the legalization of marijuana. Ditto. Um, I mean, these these things could seem to be falling into almost a, a, a Kremlin script. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I guess I would think of it, especially in Yavlinsky's case, as just as sort of the, the way things work and that it's not, you know, that he hasn't been handed a script, uh, right. but that he is who he is. Yeah, <laughs> if that if that uh, explains it all. But um, he has been this type of candidate for a long time. And yeah, I think more than that. Kremlin is sort of telling him what to do or, or manipulating him. He's, um, you know, he does his thing and the Kremlin. They put the pieces in place that. and then they they, uh, they act as they as they will. Another interesting data point. We uh, we know the Kremlin's famous 70-70 uh, goal. Kirienko said this uh, at a meeting last year saying that, you know, the goal is a 70 percent turnout and a 77 percent vote for Putin. Surprise, surprise, the latest Sion poll uh, shows that those two numbers, uh, the Kremlin's on track to get those two numbers, which again, you know, plays into this uh, th- th- this this very stage managed element. Yeah, I mean, with that, it's you know, what what can you say? You know, either because if they're going to go for seventy seventy, then they have to set up the expectation that it's you know possible and then probable, yeah. and then it's going to happen. Um, yeah, but I'm, I was always of the impression lately that they had given up on that goal. They weren't right. talking about seventy seven. No, that's so much true. Anymore. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a surprise, maybe the poll, because it sounds like you know that now it, they believe that they yeah, can get it, the it might mean that. In another story, we're watching the Winter Olympics in South Korea will begin later this week, and the International Olympic Committee says it will not allow 15 Russian athletes whose lifetime bans for doping were overturned by the by, by the uh, sports arbitration court. The Russian of t- team, of course, was barred from the Olympics over doping, and some approved Russian athletes will be allowed to participate as individuals under an Olympic flag. What are we looking for in Russia this week as the Olympics begin without Russia in a country where sports is just a, such an important propaganda tool? Well, I mean, I think without Russia is, is a bit is oversimplified because, you know, there will be, there there will be, be Russian Russians there. You know, quite a, athletes from yeah. Russia under an Olympic flag. Yeah, what, it's Olympic athletes from Russia. So, I mean, I think for the government's, from the government's point of view, Russia is there. And I think what they'll do is try to, you know, make the most out of, out of, uh, for one thing, this this confrontation or, or disagreement between the um, International Olympic Committee yeah. and the the court, the uh, sports arbitration court, uh, CAS. I mean, it was clear that the IOC and, and its head uh, were were very upset and angry right. about the, uh, the the overturning the of overturning the of the bans yeah. for. I think it was 28, 28 athletes, athletes yeah. for a lifetime, and then some more uh, who were disbarred now from from these Olympics. Um, so I think you know, obviously, Putin pointed to the the court's decision as, "Look, our athlete. This shows that most of our athletes are clean." Right. The IOC, you know, is saying, saying that's no. <laughs> not the case at all, and, and this shows that the court needs to be reformed. So I think you know, I think in in some ways that 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 dispute plays into Russia's hands because it, it you know it allows it to. The old thing maybe of dividing the West almost, but um, it allows dividing them the to, to say, "Look, you know, we're we're clean. This is just, uh, you know, this is just politics over there." So, you know, I think 
obviously Russians are going to be watching the you know the Olympics. Well, this yeah. is what I'm wondering. I mean, uh, the we're, Olympics we're are a so. big, big, big deal in Russia, and uh, I've, I've been there through many Olympics, winter and summer, and it is like it, people are watching. Is there going to be as much? That's right. Like, this how many people in the West like are pay attention to biathlon? You know, not 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 <laughs> many. No. The other thing to bring this back full circle to what we were talking about in the first half, this is all that this this the Olympics are starting as the Olympic as the uh, election campaign is in its you know final stretch. I mean, you have to you it doesn't take too much imagination to imagine that this is going to be used as a propaganda tool again, the West against Russia. Right, and, absolutely. Um, and regardless of how the athletes performing under the Olympic flag as as Olympic athletes from Russia, how well they do, if they do well. They, the Russians say, "See, we 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 won even despite all the plotting." Oh, absolutely! If they lose, they're going to say, "See, this is a, a, a all because of a, some effort to unfairly uh, cheat Russia out of its Olympic glory." So I see this working one way. Either way, I see this working to their advantage in the election. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely fits into the sort of you know we're under attack. You know that that Putin's been using for 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 years now. So um, that that will play into the election, certainly. Yeah. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. That's all we have time for today. You've been listening to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at stories and making news in Russia. We do this every Monday, so be sure to tune in. I'm Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical Podcast, and joining me in the studio has been RFRL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. Join us again next week, and now I leave you with the soothing sounds of Noise MC. Noise MC.